Alright, let's try it one more again. Alright, so I'm going to give you a moment to let me know if you can hear me uh, and if you can participate in the chat. There's something weird going on. Um, maybe you'll see me over here. I know sometimes it takes a moment to see that. Oh, he's over there now. Um, so just let me know if you can hear me. Yeah, it's something weird is happening because, uh, cool. Yeah, something weird happened. It shut down the chat. First, I, I pre-scheduled the session. Good morning, everyone. And um, that's the second time it did that. It did the same thing yesterday. Uh, whenever I pre-schedule uh, a segment, it doesn't let me access it for some weird reason. But if I just do it live straight, then it seems to be okay. But um, I know you all were able to, I wasn't even able to get into that, that first one. So that's what happened there. Um, maybe it's something I'm doing wrong. I'll, I'll read up on it. But when I, I actually did a quick Google search when I was troubleshooting, it seems like other people have had the same issue. So, you know, maybe it's just a bug that needs to get fixed. But, um, all right, real quick, because now, now we're behind schedule. <laughs> Today's a really tight day for me. Um, I got a lot of people who, you know, need some help today. So I, I can't be too, too long. But, you know, I won't even say what I was saying in the last segment because that video, I think, is it went up. But that was just really just a side statement anyway. But good morning, everyone. Welcome, everyone. And, you know, the day is now we're, we're, well in, we're more well into it. Um, let me see. Oh, you, my moon is still there. Let's see if you, I don't know if you can see it. I showed it in the last segment. Real, real pretty moon. But it's, it, the skies are much brighter now. You might not be able to see it. But, um, yeah, you know, real quick, I wanted, I wanted to give you something that's kind of a, a follow-up to yesterday. And maybe to help to clarify some of the challenges that you may have related to some of the things I spoke about yesterday in terms of like, you know, being able to um, kind of pause and have the courage and the faith to take a pause and not always moving forward so aggressively and, and, and with so much fear, you know, and being so so afraid to, you know, and just understand a pause is not the same as, as a hesitation. You know, hesitations are usually birthed from doubt. You know, but a pause can be birthed to maturity and that I don't need to race for it. I don't need to charge for it. It's okay for me to listen, you know, but, you know, and we spoke about the encouragement that we need for ourselves in those times. But, you know, there's another piece to that I want to I want to share briefly. Um, peace, Esme. Seeing you in a minute. You know, everybody's everybody's piling in so so willfully you know i don't know how I, I don't i don't participate in other people's lives too much so i don't know how the notifications go but it looks like you are able to jump over in time so that's cool um so you know here's 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 the other piece to that right promises promises there was a song back in the days, an old school song called Promises, Promises um, by Christopher Williams. Well, I guess it would be old school to y'all. Um, 
that song that song helped me out a lot you know i'm always thankful for my my time that i got to spend in the um well in what the industry was then I'm, i still do music but the industry is much it's a much different place now you know but um back then it was you know yeah it, it a lot of a lot of opportunities you know but promises promises they don't keep you know but you know one of the things that i used to always say when i was in the industry uh well that form of the industry because i had to say it it was so important you know because when you're dealing with music and it, and it may be different nowadays but it's not that much different but you know back then it was very difficult to get access to things you know like a studio or music equipment you know back then it was equipment it was machinery it wasn't now you could just have like you could literally do full orchestrations from your iphone you know what i mean even fruity loops there's even programs that are installed on an android phone but you can do full orchestrations from your phone now or step it up your ipad or you know um or you know your laptop or whatever um if you, or you know like it's different now you know so when someone says i'm in the studio now that could mean anything you know what i mean they could just be in their bedroom or their basement or the living room or whatever but back then access to not only people who could quote unquote put you on and put you more put you on meant getting you some kind of deal whether it was a distribution deal production deal or what they called a record deal you know um any of those those different situations where you could actually the goal was to get on the radio you know to hear your song on the radio the access to that you know it was a very small community back then of people who had that um that access and that ability but there was a lot a lot a lot a lot of what we called back then fronting fronting or name dropping there was a lot of that you know especially if someone saw you had a certain kind of talent or you had something they wanted to exploit and use maybe you had some equipment you know and they wanted to use it and they say yo i'm you know my cousin is so-and-so and yo you should let me come through and, and and work on something let me come through and record and i can get it to this person i can get it to that person so there was a lot of that going on back then because um the nature of the industry now it's like come on bro like anybody could jump in anybody's dm on social media so having access to people is, is not the same um equipment technology and i think it's a wonderful beautiful thing i hear a lot of old heads complain about it man you know back in the days man it take us you know like a whole month to do one song man. well advancement i'm glad it doesn't take that because back then the record labels could hold us hostage you know what i mean for studio time and breakage and all of these different things that they don't have a grip on anymore man i'm so happy for this newer generation being able to get into the game now of course that means that there's a proliferation of a lot of garbage because <laughs> you know it's so easy to put stuff out now so easy to put something up on soundcloud or or on youtube or whatever so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of garbage you know but there was garbage back in the days everybody always talks about this golden era you know back in the days you had to have skills there was there was garbage back in the days too there was people who couldn't sing in the 60s and the 70s and people who couldn't rhyme 
in the, in, in the 90s, in the 80s. We were complaining about the same thing back then, you know? <laughs> so that's just the way it is, you know? But um, the point I'm, I'm saying is that I'm just giving you some con contextual background, you know? So one of the statements I used to often say when people would start name dropping, you know, I used to have this thing, CTC. CTC meant cut the check. Cut the check, man. Like, I, nothing is real to me because I've been in so many situations where I was on the cusp of, you know, really big things happening. I've been involved in very big deals and, you know, I'm, there's no complaints. I don't, I don't have a, um, a tragic story where now that, you know, certain music starts playing, the violins and, yeah, you know, the only problem is I didn't know how to read my contract, man, and come to find out that I don't have none of those stories. I made good money. I made good money, man. I was able to um, purchase things and pay, pay, pay my mortgage and, you know, um, buy things that I wanted to buy and save money. And most importantly, I was able to get around people who were very interesting and to get around people who um, had a lot of good, good advice and um, just were, were good natured and, and learn about some of the back end of um, not only the business, but learn about the back end of the people involved. I got to sit around people who are now today, I guess, considered like megastars or whatever or moguls, but I knew them when they were up and coming, you know, and I got to see what some of that process looks like, man. So no complaints from me, man. Um, and the respect that I was able to have back then, you know, allows me to still keep doing work and, and music today, you know, so no, none of that, but CTC cut the check. What does that mean? That means you can promise me stuff to death, man. I'm not interested. And, you know, I guess that level of pragmatism used to sometimes annoy my comrades because they would meet people. They were always the ones going to the industry parties. And so I never got, I was never into that too much. It seemed like every time I did go to an industry party, something bad happened. You know, last time I went to an industry party was the, um, the TL, just to tell you how long ago, it was TLC uh, Waterfalls. It was the platinum release party. So some of you probably weren't even born yet and um, ended up getting into a, a big brawl out there and spent the night in central booking, you know, big, huge brawl in the middle of the fight in the, in the middle of the street. You know, um, that was the last time. <laughs> so I knew I shouldn't have went that night, but there was some there was some people there and, you know, I wanted to try to make some moves and do some networking. And I had I had some of my brothers from the town with me, and something popped off with another um, team, and we ended up mixing it up in the middle of the street, you know, while TLC is inside, you know, and all the people with 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 good manners <laughs> and good upbringing are inside making moves. Um, we are central booking, getting fingerprinted. So you know that wasn't really ever my thing too much, but. Um, my thing was always cut the check. It's not real until you cut my check. You can tell me, you know, oh, Missy Elliott want, wants some stuff from me. And she told me all I got to do is just give her seven songs and she can put me on with so-and-so. And, and Ludacris is liking my stuff, too, because, you know, he got the whole disturbing the peace thing. Yeah, I used to hear all of that, man. And, 
you know, my cousin is this, and I got a line in the Clive Davis, and da 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 da. -da. Cut the check, <laughs> right? And eight times out of ten, the check ain't cut. Eight times out of ten, whatever they're talking about. So what? What? Where am I going with this? You know, when we come into our awareness and we come into our into our higher sense of being and our best sense of being, you know, sometimes you'll witness people who seem to be on that journey with you. Peace, Baba Logan. Give thanks, man. Give thanks. You know, had a good bill session with, with Logan, you know, yesterday. Um, yeah, man, when we when we um, come into our into our higher place, man, a lot of times what happens is that we we witness other people around us who are seemingly doing the same thing and a part of the same thing, but they're not experiencing what would look like the benefits of being involved in, in this type of culture, right? So I want you to picture it like this. Imagine if you, um, for sure, for sure, Baba, for sure, it's just doing, just doing my part. <laughs> Imagine if, 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 um, if I gave you a line of credit, right? <clears throat> and attached to that line of credit was a checkbook, right? And the line of credit, let's say I gave you a line, a line of credit for $800,000, right? And what you do, you sit in your bedroom, you're like, ooh, I got, you know, I, I got 800000 you know what I mean? I, I can do this, I can do that. And so you start writing checks for all of the things that you want to do, right? But you never cash the check. So essentially, what is that check worth? worth nothing right so you filled yourself up with the information and you know that this thing is here for me but you don't ever actually cash in on it right so a lot of times when you have people who come into into higher awareness or what it or, or they get saved or you know they convert to a particular religion in a lot of these instances there are promises that are associated with the behavior that you now apply in the conduct to being a part of that tradition. Ifa, it's the same thing. The problem is in Ifa, when people read the sacred Odu, they only read them for what they want to do. You know, they, they there's something going on in their life. They want to do some work, you know, meaning some sacrifices. And so they, they you know, there's, a, there's an Odu. Oh, look at that sky. Let's see. Let's see if you can get it. You probably can't because, you know, phones only translate but so much right but anyway so the sacred odu they read it and they read it only for the purposes of accomplishing what it is that they want but not necessarily for understanding the code of conduct that's being outlined and outlined in the odu if i behave this way if i act this way if i sacrifice this not necessarily an animal but if I sacrifice this animal or zoological aspect of myself, then I can rest assured and the promise of what's going to happen based on this story. You see. But you have people who will read the promise. And on some level, not really believe the promise. I don't I don't believe that's nah, that's not going to happen, you know, um, so they never cash the check. 
They don't cut the check. They don't cash the check. Right. So in any system you're in, there's promises that have been put before you. And <laughs> there's a wealth there. There's a wealth. Right. I'll give you another great example. I used to work at a company. It was a, a cables communication company. They were based in New York, but they, they serviced the Midwest. And I was the um, I was I was a desktop tech. There. I was the desktop tech, which was um, desktop tech. I don't know what they would call it today, but basically something's broken on your computer. I fix it. Right. Or your computer or your personal assistant. They, back then they called them PDAs. This is before the era of smartphones, you know, um, so it was it was a cool gig um I, yeah it was it was a real cool gig actually that gig allowed me to do a lot because the company ended up getting um bought out and they let us they let a bunch of us go but we we had a really beautiful severance package so with that severance package i was able to make a major move um so that is so actually I, yeah that was that was a real cool gig and uh come on man don't it's early it's early bro like come on um it was a real cool gig right so there was a brother who worked there i'll just say e let's just say e and he was a vp and i used to look at him a lot you know we were real cool and i used to look at him a lot because at that time i was on my come up grind i was you know on my taking over corporate america grind so this was really just a pass-through position the money was real good but because of the technology that was used there, <laughs> which is like ancient technology now, ISD, ISDN lines, and you know, which was a newer technology back then, I wanted to work there to learn that that tech because no, it was a smaller um, installation, and I would be able to like be in that server room all day just learning, right? So I used to my whole theory back then was you're going to pay me to go to school, you know? I didn't go to school for computer sciences, but I I I worked gigs like I did go to computer school for computer sciences because I had a plan, I had a vision and I would I had no loyalty to any of these companies. You know, I would go, oh they have this technology over here, oh they're doing a whole bunch of Cisco is is over. Okay, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there, you know. Um So yeah, he used to come in every day and he wore a lot of cologne. That's so I always knew when he got when he came into the office, you could smell him. You know, I could smell him from my cubicle. A lot of cologne. And, um, you know, he would come in and he would just kind of be late every day, um, dress nice, you know. And then he would just spend the rest of the day going to all of the administrative assistants and executive assistants and, like, just talking crap and showing them pictures of, of his children, of his son. We had one son, E. Jr. Um and I used to kind of look at him and like, man, that's 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 living, you know, because at that time, you know, and you got to realize this is back in the days where you didn't see a lot of brothers in these positions. Right now, it's it's different, man. You go into a company, you'll see a VP with with locks and you know, what I mean, like, but back then, it's, this was this was different, man. You know, we were a rarity at, at, you know, once you get to a certain level. So it was him and another brother by the name of Jay, I'll say. And um, Jay was real cool. He was an older brother, real, real laid back, real smooth, didn't really talk too much. Um, but he was like just running his mouth, man. Like um, 
he would come and bring me like like he would ask me to burn him um because this is back when napster and stuff was out so he would ask me to come and burn him like different like yo can, can you burn me a copy of the chronic <laughs> you know <laughs> can you download the chronic and, and burn me a copy of that you know so he was on it like that you know and he would always talk about the only thing that annoyed me he would talk about his wife too much and i, I don't i don't like being around men and walk, talk about their wife all the time it's like come on bro like and then one day, one day I had to say to him, man, she can't be all that or she wouldn't have been with you. Because you ain't all that. So I know she ain't all that, man. Like, so, you know, tone it down a little bit, man. You know, um, but nonetheless, um, he lived in a, in a really good area code, we'll say, zip code, excuse me, um, in relationship to where, where the job actually was, um, he drove a really nice vehicle. Um, like I said, lots of cologne, you know, and uh, always dressed real nice, nice suits, always had a fresh cut. And he used to borrow money from me all the time. You know, always needed money for gas and this and that, right? Now, mind you, this is before I, w before I was a six-figure dude. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm on my come up. So I'm, I'm only doing, I can actually tell you what I was doing. I think I was doing 50 maybe 55 it wasn't even six, 60 it wasn't even 60 a year um because i remember they the position was like 45 45 to 50 something like that and i negotiated i would always negotiate and i negotiated myself up to around 55 54 55 somewhere around there so i wasn't really making um, much money at the time i was still even cutting here i was working that job cutting here and still doing music you know, um, but this was my come up. And like I said, my thing was, you're going to pay me to go to school. So you're going to pay me $55,000 a year to, to go to school in your company. And then I'll stay here for maybe nine to 12 months. And then I'm out. I only ended up staying longer because the company was closing and I knew I was getting a severance package. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here then. Yeah, I'm here to the end, you know. Um, but, you know, he's always borrow bread. I'm like, I know you're, you're doing well over six figures, you know, which back then that was, you know, that was the mark. You know, that was a lot of money back then. It's not as much now, but that was the mark. And, um, but you borrow money from me all the time. I, I'm like, I know you ain't really got no drug habit. I could, I could tell, you know, I know the signs, but I knew what it was that, 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 uh, zip code was tearing you up. <laughs> that zip code was tearing you up, man, to be, to have to pay that mortgage and, and all the different things and his his wife was actually real high up in a company that i worked for before um so the money was there but you know they, they, they you know you got to keep up the illusion so you know you got to drive they both drove foreigns and you know she's you know they had they keeping up with the jones they had the whole image but um so you had the potential for wealth but you weren't cashing in on that wealth check because you were only basing your wealth on what you were able to earn, your earning potential. So whatever this salary is, is what we're going to cash in on. And then we're going to use this to support a lifestyle that in all honesty, we really can't afford. Right. So that's an example of not being able to take hold of the wealth that you promised. You know, a lot of times, you know, for like E, he was cool. He was he was funny, just a little too much perfume. I'm not perfume. It started smelling like just too much cologne. And he used to do this thing, which now would probably get him locked up. 
he used to put his uh his testicles on like all the, like he would stand in a way where like he would stand at, at like these executive assistants desks and he would always stand like right on the side of them like on their shoulder and he would like prop his his yam on their shoulders and i would i would walk by sometimes and i would look and i'd be like what why does he stand like that like you know what i mean like it's, you know and i'm not doing that <laughs> you know but why, why why is he standing like that you know um so yeah i don't know what that was about man you know but back then people got away with a lot of stuff you know and uh you know i don't know if it was, that was just him being weird because he never stood i mean as soon as he would come into my cubicle i'm i would turn my chair hey what's up e? what's going on bro <laughs> you know so we we ain't playing them type of games man um, I had a guy, Gene, like that. I'm going to say Gene's name. Gene used to own a plane. He used to keep pictures of his plane all in his in his office. And he used to like to come behind me and massage my shoulders, man. Like, And Gene wore all these these rings. You know, little little short, little uh, um, J guy. You know what J stands for. Um, a little short J guy. And uh, he had all these rings. And... Um, <laughs> He would always try to come in, you know, he would like sneak in. He would, hey, how's it going, man? How would you work? Hey, man, get off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff, you know, a lot of weird stuff used to go on back then. So when Jay would, you know, Gene would come through, I would like immediately like, hey, how's it, go how's it going, Gene? What's going on? And he used to jog at lunch. He used to jog around the parking lot at lunch. He'd come back all sweaty. And I'd always be like, there's no showers here. Like, <laughs> he's just going to sit back down on them sweaty balls <laughs> and work the rest of the day. But, um, yeah, man. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm, you know, I've been in some weird environments, man. But uh, they cut that check, though. They cut that check. I, you know, so I, I didn't have a problem, man. When that, when that uh, severance package came, hey, man, I got, I got no issues, you know. And then plus because the company was closing, I mean, I could say it now, but I got them for hella, hella I mean, I, I took servers up. I, you know, back then servers were like 10 grand a piece. I was, whew, I'm not going to list everything, but let's just say they gave me their severance package and I took my severance package, you know? Um, but anyway, so, um, Cutting the check, man, and capitalizing and cashing in on your wealth sometimes is difficult for people to do and to imagine. You know, um, he had all his talent, all this uh, what we call swag now, energy, um, beautiful wife, you know, just beautiful family, lived in a great place, but didn't cash in on the wealth of what was promised to him, you know, as one of the chosen, right? Um, Whereas me, I'm jumping from company to company, learning this, learning that, learning that, making connections because I'm cashing in on my wealth. Now, what is my wealth? My intellectualism, you know, my um, my just just my my strategy, my vision, you know, my my ability to speak. You know, I, I always been pretty I always been been able to present, you know, my my point of view pretty well and and to kind of understand another's point of view, you know, pretty proficiently. So that was a gift that I was able to cash in on. And that was me cutting my check. And, you know, a lot of times when 
people come to the closing years or, or the maybe some of the latter years of their life, you know, they live a life full of regret. You know, in their latter years, all they're cashing in on is regret and, and the lack of them and the unfulfilled potential because they didn't cash their own check. So there's a lot of, man, I wish I would have. Man, I wish if, if I could go back and do it again, I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And when you're saying all that, wish I would have, what you're acknowledging is that I had the wealth to do it, but didn't do it. It wasn't that I couldn't do it. I had the wealth. To do, it was sitting right there. But for whatever reason, whether it was fear, whether it was lack of, of faith, I didn't believe it was true. I chose not to cash in on it. You see, and um, that's a horrible existence to experience you know when you go later into your days to realize that man i did not cash in on my wealth it was right there for me so even when you come into consciousness you start to realize that man there are certain things that are promised to me you know we say that we're great and we built this and we built that and we did this and we do that are we cashing in on that genetic pool of wisdom my ancestors did this. My ancestors did that. Okay, well, that's the money that was put up for you. That's your inheritance. Are you cashing in on it? Or are you just writing these checks and looking at them on the bed like, ooh, I could write a check for 100, for 1,000, for 100,000, for 150,000. Let me just write these checks and lay them on the bed and see what they look like. Why aren't you cashing the check? Why aren't you cashing the check? You know, so... It goes hand in hand with what I was sharing yesterday. You know, like like I said, even when you wear, you read the sacred Odu, it tells you there's a lot of karma. If you do this, this will happen, whether it's good or whether it's bad. When you read um, Hebraic scripture, you know, you, you read Peter, and it, it, it tells you, you know, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. That's a promise, right? Any Any system that you get into, and that you learn, if it's based around divine principles, there's going to be promises. And sometimes maybe we feel a little egoic about the transactional nature of it. I've had people speak to me about that. Yeah, Pop's getting in there. That's a different different older man. This, this guy's even older. But he doing it. He doing it. He got his little arms. He walking. But he got, you know, he's doing it. He got a little arm going back and forth. You know. But, um... Any system you, you get into, man, um, there's going to be, if it's based upon the, the universal and divine principles of the creator, because not all systems are the same. That whole, well, there's only one God and all roads lead, that's bullcrap. There's not only one God and all roads don't lead to the same place. But some do. <laughs> some, if you keep fishing through it and you keep working through it, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. But you'll find that all of them that do, they have promises and those promises are really your wealth you know it's it's your inheritance and especially if you're one who is recognized as one of Yah's chosen people you're going to recognize well all i got to see is what was what was stored up for me that's mine that's mine right there that's mine right so for instance when i was going through these corporate environments why didn't i have any loyalty because you don't i, I knew that they didn't set the tone for the arena that i was playing in you know, within the first year or so, I realized y'all are not even that smart. This this mystique that I had over everyone who worked in these beautiful buildings and, you know, 
drove back then it was the Ford Taurus. <laughs> drove these little these little uh American cars and you know wore wore certain kind of clothing. There was a mystique that that environment held for me. And then when I got into that environment, I'm I'm a juggernaut in there. You know, I'm just I'm tearing it up and I'm realizing this ain't even about nothing, man. This is where dummies go to hide. All the smart people are are doing their own thing. You know, and around that time, um, that was around the explosion where a lot of when a lot of uh, New Yorkers went down south and ruined places like Atlanta and Charlotte. Well, they didn't they didn't totally ruin Charlotte yet, but the the, the place to ruin was Atlanta. And um, you know, one of the things that a lot of people know that they may not say it now out of ego, but I'm gonna tell you as a as a up norther, one of the things that was noted about the country cousins was that they they all had their own businesses a lot of people used to come back yo man i just came back from atlanta and let me tell you man you know everybody there they got a job but they also they cut trees they do landscaping this and that man the sisters cater that like that was a big thing and i never heard any rapper talking about that given given that kind of props but you know around that time especially when you cut hair you you interact with a lot of people so i remember a lot of my customers was leaving and yeah man i'm moving down south i'm moving to atlanta atlanta was the spot and um you know i wasn't necessarily interested at that time but i learned a lot and i made my own trips you know um because freak nick was was still the thing back then you know um so i made my own trips but um you know there was a promise that those brothers and sisters were cashing on down there that a lot of us up north didn't understand, but I, I knew like this environment ain't all that, man. All the smart people are hustling. Those are some of the ones that are down south hustling on or on 125th Street selling fake Kooji sweaters or you know whatever it is. But this is where all the dummies come to hide, and they sit inside of their offices and they just day trade all day. They trade stocks all day. They ain't making no real money. They ain't really doing nothing. And uh, they hide inside of this environment, and they get all the low-level people like me, who ain't even making sixty thousand a year, to do all of the the, the genius work, you know. Um, but you gotta, you know, you gotta learn the game. And I'm glad I learned the game. Like I said, you paid me to learn the game, right? And we talking a long time ago. You could tell just by the references I'm using. But um, once you learn how to cash in on your check, you recognize that um, what your positioning is in every place that you are. Whether you're in a spiritual environment or, or uh, academic environment or corporate environment, you know how many checks you've cashed so far, right? So I only had to cash a couple of checks to get into that environment. But I knew that I had a lot more of my wealth and inheritance stored up. In fact, more than I could count because I come from a place of infinite abundance. So I just keep writing these checks as long as I stay in alignment. A lot of times we're not able to cash those checks because we're so spiritually out of alignment with the person who made the promises. That goes back to what I talked about yesterday. You know, we want everybody else to promise us something but the creator that actually created us. We don't want to listen to those promises. So when we're feeling uncertain, the first thing we'll do, we'll, we'll ask Chief Yuya or somebody like me and we'll say, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. What do you think is going to happen? You think I'll be okay? You think... Ask the person who designed you. What are you asking me for? Why, why, why do you want me to write you a check? I ain't got but so many. <laughs> you know what I mean? Personally, I got I to gotta go get more. I got to go re-up. 
So why don't you just go to the source and ask that question? Lack of belief, lack of faith, fear. What is the reason why you won't you won't cash that check in? You know, so as you're commanding your day, man, I want you to sit back and think about, have I cashed my checks? You know, and I don't mean this, I know it sounds almost gimmicky, you know, but have you cashed your check today? You know, but it's just something I was thinking about earlier because um, I was just thinking about, you know, I, there's some music stuff I got to work on. And somebody did it to me recently, you know, that somebody name dropped on me recently and not, they didn't realize they were talking about a music project that they worked on years ago and they were name dropping like a mug and had no idea that I actually worked on that project. So I'm like, I didn't say it, but I'm like, you weren't there. You were not there. <laughs> You know, and if you was, you never came into the building. I didn't, I didn't see you in, in any of the studios. You weren't there. <laughs> I was there for every song. I was there for every session. You weren't there, you know. So I was just kind of laughing to myself. But I'm like, man, 2020 people still doing that? You don't have to do it anymore, man, because anybody could be a star now. Anybody can get on now. It's a, it's a beautiful time, man. It's not like back in the days. You ain't got to try to convince me or not. And then on top of that, once you see a gray hair or two, what you think I'm really going to be impressed by at this point? And then me coming up in New York, you know, like every when you come up in New York, everybody knows somebody like everybody went to high school with somebody or his cousins or they, they dated your sister. So it's not a big deal when you just name dropping to a New Yorker. We all know somebody famous. That's just what it is, you know. So I don't name drop anything like that. Because also when you name drop, sometimes you can make yourself look like a like a moron. Because it's like, well, you know all them people, man. What's your situation? What you know? Why why they why they why are they not messing with you like that? <laughs> you know what what what's your situation looking like? You know. So sometimes it's not cool. Or if I name drop and you hear the people I came up with doing music, you might be like, but this one got a reality TV show. This one is they just did a whole chronicle documentary off of that why why you wasn't in it you know and you may have to tell more of the story you know so sometimes it's good just to shut up and let your work speak for, <laughs> speak for itself <laughs> just shut up you know let your work speak for itself you know but um yeah man so i know it sounds cliche but it's it's, it's a real thing man um sometimes we're scared to cash in on those problems. screen just crashed so but like I was just saying is that sometimes you have to have the courage and the faith to cash in on what was set before you. And that's hard for a lot of people, man. Sometimes that fear is there. And sometimes they don't even know those promises exist. They don't even know they exist, man, you know, because they don't study, you know, but any system you get into, any system you decide to, to delve into, you need to start looking at what well, I would suggest that you start looking at you know, um, if I stay in alignment with this, what is the result of, of doing that? You know, like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in favor and things, but what things do I now not have to worry about? What, what burdens can I now take off of me because I'm doing this, that, 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 and the third, right? So just like when you hear me say, and I knew like the way that we're supposed to establish our shrines need to change in time because 
you know, when you really start to study these sciences, whether it be spiritual science or research sciences, eventually you'll understand that the more the, the more you build yourself up and you build your power up, the less you have to rely on these focal points because the focal points are, are very much alive inside of you. You know, and one of the things that I'm always warning about is not worshiping idols. Yeah, you may have like the, 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 the prettiest Oshun statue or Ogunpad or, you know, Eshu or Yangi stone. But if you lay before it and you worship th that idol in front of it, there's a promise that comes along with that. When you begin to idolize something in the material world, there's a there's a there's a promise for that as well. You know, cash your real check in. What is your real check? Well, I've been saying this for my first podcast. These entities serve you. You don't serve them. But how many of you are terrified by that thought? They're not here for you to serve. That's a check. That's that. That's an inheritance that somebody gave you. Somebody mastered the energy of air and water and fire and earth and metal and ether and, and all of these different warm air and cool air and moving air and moving water and salt water and all of these different elements and were able to anthropomorphize them to a degree where they could put names to them and said okay now based on my relationship that i've created with these entities and how i've named them i now give that to you and all you have to do is tap into that stream of cognition that i gave you from the beginning and now you can control these elements but you're scared to do that. So you say, okay, well, let me give the element an offering and ask it to do something. That's not what I promised you. That, that's, that's not what I talked about. That's not what I promised you. You see, so cashing in on your promises, man, if you don't do that, it's, it's number one, the first step. And I spoke yesterday about steps. We try to skip steps. You know, the first thing is obedience. You got to live by the laws, man. That's the that's the very first thing. It's it's obedience. You know, you can't have a mastery over earth elements and you're still eating earth fungus. You know, there's certain plants life that the that the, the earth will produce in order to cleanse itself. And you over here eating planetary pimples, planetary bowel movements. And then still trying to master the elements. You're over here, over here eating animals. I'll just say that are unclean. You want to eat animals, you eat animals, but you're eating them in the wrong way. And then you want to, you want to be able to, to master blood and those streams. You know, you're, you're wearing clothes that are harmful and injurious to who and what you are. You know, or or saying words that are harmful and injurious to who and what you are. But you want to master things. See, you, you got to get to step one first where you can get yourself in alignment. You know, it's it's no different than if, if you have a temple and you say, yeah, man, to come in this temple and, 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 to, and to understand this, you got to take your shoes off. And I come in, I don't want to take my shoes off. Well, everything stops now. We're not going to teach you anything, man. We, matter of fact, we're going to haul you out of here because you don't want to respect the, the, the environment, right? Now, you could have cashed in on, on, on the promises that we have up here at this altar, but you can't even make it past the front door. You know, so being able to not only cash that check, man, but um, to have a, a surety on what's been handed to you is, is critical. And that comes first through the obedience. And 
then you have to start probing and searching your system for what's been promised to you. What burdens can I take off of me? That's the first thing you want to look at. What can I? What do I not have to worry about? If if in your system it says that I'm always going to protect you, if it says that if if you abase yourself before me or you study me, then I'll open up the world's wisdom to you. I don't have to worry about that now. Okay, cool. So I'll just do that, and then the wisdom comes to me. Whatever whatever it is that your 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 system is promising, you know, or you know, I will see to your needs according to my riches and glory. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool there, right? But those promises are key, man. They're key. So I just wanted to share that, man. You know, just take a look at yourself and, and think about the talents and the gifts that you have and ask yourself if you cash your checks, man. You know, ask yourself if you've cashed your checks. You know, if you're big and strong and beautiful and powerful, are you cashing that check? If you're well-spoken, are you cashing that check? You know, um, beyond just like small, small earthly things, you may be big and strong and powerful and like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go be an exotic dancer and make some little bit of money so I can put some rims on the lack. You know, try to try to see beyond that. If, if you can, you know, depending on where your vision is, see if you can see beyond that. But, you know, give yourself the opportunity Give yourself the opportunity to um, ignore that motherfucker. You know, always somebody trying to trying to uh, somebody's uh, somebody's just looking and trying to see like what I'm up to. But uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted for a second. <laughs> you know, yeah, take your ass back, back over there. You know, but um. Some goddamn flip flops on. What you gonna do? With some goddamn thong flip flops on. You know. Um. So uh, yeah, they're in my space. I don't, I don't like people. In, I don't. I know somebody says something slick about that to me once. You know, cause I don't like when people stare at me. And he's like, Yeah, I know you from New York. You do not like when people look at you. No, I don't like. I'm respect everybody's personal space, man. It's it's rude. You know, but um. I'm sorry to get distracted like that. I shouldn't allow that to distract me. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a I don't know what the male version of a Karen is. That's funny. You caught that. It was it was a Karen situation, but I don't know the male version. Um, it it was that. It was exactly that. You know. Um, yeah. But um, a Kevin. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a Kevin Do-Good. I don't, I don't know what Kevin's last name. If it's just Kevin. Like Madonna, if it's just one name or if it's, you know, but yeah, man, Kevin Duguid, Kevin, Darren, Ken. Oh, okay, there's a couple of them. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy probably looked more like a, I mean, he had on flip-flops, man, so probably more of a, a Ken, you know, punk ass. He ain't had no calves either, man. His, the bottom of his legs was, I, I didn't like the way the bottom of his legs looked. You know, he had no calves. But, um... Yeah, man, I don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that knocked me off my square. I didn't I didn't like that. I'm sorry for y'all to, to kind of be off like that. Um so yeah, man, I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna let it let it push forward. Plus my battery is going anyway. Um But just yeah, give some thought to that, man. What what is it that you're not capitalizing on? You know, um 
you know, my mother used to always say, because I had an issue when I was, when I, since I was a child, and she'd always be like, yeah, because we're beautiful. Look, look at us. We're beautiful. That's why they're staring. Look at us. You know, that's cashing in, right? She, you know, she, she would cash in like, of course you're staring at me. You've never seen anything that looks like us. And then she would always say it out loud. We'd be in a restaurant. I'd be like, mommy, everybody's looking at us. Because, you know, back in the days, my mother was always on some other stuff, man. So we would be like at sushi restaurants. She would take take us to a, like um, different plays and and di just different different events that you really wouldn't see, you know, a bunch of, you know, um, black youth and daishikis with, you know what I mean? Like back then, now it's, yeah, things are more open. But uh, she was just like, you know, loud and got that Nina Simone kind of thing. And she'd be like... Oh, we're the best. And she'd look around, laugh. Oh, well, no, because we're the best looking people in here. That's what it is. We're the best looking people in Look. And I'd put my head down and she'd be like, no, look, look. Point out one person in here who looks better than we do. She'd say it just like that. <laughs> She's like, no, look look at how handsome you are. You're all, you're all so, so handsome and beautiful and, 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 and look at me. You know, look. No, there's no one in here better looking. That's why they're staring at us. Don't even worry about that. They've never seen anything like this, you know. And, uh, you know, mothers need that, man. Mothers are very valuable in that sense. I mean, mothers have that gift to, of lying. That's why women lie a lot. Because sometimes, they, you know, you got to gas your children up in a certain way to strengthen them. You know, and I was a child that, that needed that sometimes because I was very shy. You know, so she would be able to pull me out of that, you know, with, you know, you're a prince. And, you know, but anyway, that's on a whole nother subject. Maybe we'll hit that another time. All right, I'm going to get out of here. My battery is, is, is about to go. I don't know why, but it's about to go. And um, cash them checks. All right, everyone, enjoy your day. Whoa! <laughs> and be safe.